I almost feel bad that you took such detailed notes on this she show. She did, and I'll, I'll explain it in the beginning. You, you want to know what might be the worst part as a glut for punishment? I kind of want to watch Mayhem 2000. 2000? Yeah, this is a, it's a November one. So, like, so yeah. like do that for a few three episodes, what you're saying? Like, I kind of want to do it soon. I kind of want to see what happens yeah. in this shit show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to see how good this one ends up being, because, like, like I said, I this was a grind watching this. Thing. Well, Josh mentioned watching Mayhem 2000. I think we were talking about Scotty Steiner. And Josh mentioned, like, ah, I'm watching Man 2000. Like, and I was like, we're actually watching and reviewing Halloween Havoc. So I was like, do that. And uh, he's, he just moved, so he's been short on time. Gotcha. Been a busy fella and all that jazz. So I was we'll, we'll have to get him on to talk about shitty wrestling at some point. Uh, or good wrestling. Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we should show, throw some shitty wrestling in there for sure. But... We do, that's what we're doing today. Yeah. Um, should we tell them about it? Yeah, I guess with that said... <laughs> Welcome to Ohio WrestleCast number 29. 29. I asked. I asked yeah, today. I don't. Sure. I didn't know. I didn't do the research myself. I asked Mark to look it up to see which episode we're on. Oh, yeah. But it was. we did avoid the 15, 20 seconds of us going, shit, what is it now? Yeah. yeah so so we did We did dodge that at the very well, least. But we still did take the like 10 or 15 seconds to talk about how we remembered. So the, it's pretty that's much pretty good. Now, it is November 1st as we're sitting here recording. Yeah. But you're, you're still in the spirit. This is, since we're watching Halloween Havoc 2000 in this one, just spoiler alert, um, Let's go I figured this thumbnail. is technically the title. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. this is technically our Halloween episode. It is so our I was Halloween like, I might as well dress up in my go to costume. That's your go to? Is this what you do yearly? As we're getting Kinda. older, man, there's less and less Halloween parties. Like, I don't know. I think that was like a twenties thing where, you know, you got the girls got to dress like skeezers and we got to get drunk and try to, you know, try to see what we can do. Cause it's yeah. 30, like now granted I had a busy weekend anyways, but like 37 years old, I'm like, I don't want to go to a Halloween party. Like I said, that's, sounds like a lot. No. Doing a lot of jello shots and regretting my life the next day. And I don't need that. Yeah. No, I'm not much of a party guy anyway, but I guess no. a Halloween party makes it a little more fun for me, so I'm kind of on the opposite If you can do a costume, you know, I'll tell you the most classic one was Jeff doing Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Uh, Jeff doing Dog the Bounty Hunter. Josh was Beth uh, with a blonde wig and balloons and a shirt. <laughs> wow. Um, me, I got I got the easy route. I just wore a backwards cap and like a black shirt and blue jeans, and I was Dwayne Lee. Uh, Alex Cetera was uh leland and we uh so you guys had the whole crew or no he was young blood <laughs> he was tim he was the brother and what we could do for the shitty ponytail was we actually took a mop and braided a uh, some strands of a mop and then taped it to the back of a hat wow and uh we did this and then we uh we actually raided everybody's halloween parties that they knew was happening so people would invite us to the halloween parties and we'll be like yeah we'll see what we can do you know like <laughs> yeah. we, we each had a separate ones like we i went to parfell's which happy birthday chris parfell you ain't gonna oh, sure. uh you're not gonna watch this or listen but happy birthday to you anyways happy birthday sir uh but so like i was like yeah we'll tell parfell we'll go to his and then you guys tell this guy yeah maybe we'll show, we'll see what we can do yeah that sort of thing and then we would crash it and bust in like dog the bounty hunter put on uh, a fucking show put it put it put it we put parfell in cuffs uh his dog was trying to attacked me so i sprayed him with axe body spray pepper spray uh chris reynolds <laughs> was there dressed spray. as jesus and then jeff was just selling how excited he was as dog uh, to be there in the presence of jesus i bet um no that was that's how it's done halloween style I haven't done that for a while i believe it no i, I couldn't tell you the last run time. that back it was fun Do so, dog, dog and bounty hunter again oh yeah yeah, yeah. Just raid somebody's Halloween party. That sounds like that sounds like fun. Actually, go for it. I'm sure Jeff would be down. <laughs> Jeff wouldn't hesitate. I'm sure he's probably still got the like his whole getup for it. I would imagine. Yeah, I doubt it. But well, if he doesn't, he probably wouldn't mind getting it again. He'll figure it out. He'll find it. Um. 
Yeah. Uh, but, but yes, this is. I'll tell you what, too. I uh, I don't. You're you a uh, what we do in the shadows fan? I am. I actually saw yeah, a so, picture of you wearing so that. So if you shirt. had a toothpick available, I could be Jackie Daytona oh, for I, you. And not, I don't have. Well, toothpicks. then I then I'm just a common vampire. That's too and I'm bad. not a human bartender. Yeah, you, you'd be able to tell who I was. My disguise is no. No, good, I, so. I I tried to give you a heads up a little bit. I was a little too late. But, I was uh, working, pal. I was coming from work today. Nah, I get it. At least okay. Do. With me doing it, we at least put in half. You the got effort. the festive, and I'm half Jackie Daytona, human bartender. Yeah. So we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, uh, but yes, I love that show and I love that shirt. Too. Oh, what a great show. Um, you know, before we dive in, I guess we could talk a little current wrestling and you got a chance to catch Crown Jewel. You you got on it earlier than I did. I did. I I did. It was happening while I was at work, so I had to come home and I had to wait two, like an hour and a half to two hours Peacock for it to, to finish, finish yeah. and then it for them to actually make it replayable. Yeah. I didn't want to start at like the second or third to last match. Right. Um. So, well, but yes, I did watch ass. it. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Cut it out now, sir. Cut it out now. Go lay down. Um, but yeah, I I did eventually watch it, and it was worth the wait. I thought. No, let's give credit where it's due. Uh, WWE and of course Saudi Arabia. It's controversial now. Normally, those Saudi Arabia shows kind of suck. You kind of feel like they it's have. them like putting on a watered down version of even their themselves and going like here's some here's some wwe for you saudi arabia here's all my biggest stars but the matches you aren't particularly great not a lot of story going forward they don't, yeah they know. don't lead to anything um, kind of just we'll give credit where it's due i don't know that there was a bad match on the show no they were i mean it's been a couple of weeks now since it happened but from yeah. what i remember like it was consistently good and it, every match seemed to have meaning as opposed to the other ones kind of as crazy only as like it, the main event matches did well as crazy as it, even goldberg and Bobby Lashley was pretty surprisingly damn good. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was a great show all around. Uh, for sure. And the, you know, the crowd's always hot for it. Um, I wasn't sure who it, I thought I honestly got thought it was Anderson Silva was the karate guy with the turban coming out for the, I wasn't Ali sure Monsoor. who that was going to be. Uh, they're building this guy up, but playing was a Saudi, uh, karate, like expert, a silver medalist or something. So he was a big deal with that crowd and they popped for it. So he was okay. at home going, Hey, I have no idea who this guy is, but it was a big deal to that crowd, which made, you know, yeah, made it feel cool at home as well. So, he this guy's on one today. <laughs> he, he really is. Um, yeah, I uh, is he sticking around? Ah, uh, it's hard to say. But did I, he just I, come in to I, save I, the dude? I feel like it was probably more of a pop the hometown crowd, the Saudi crowd. He was a big sports star there. Yeah, I don't know if he has any sort of training or anything like that. I've not followed any sort of behind the scenes news, but okay. Um, but good matches all around. Uh, McIntyre, Big E was good. Reigns and Lesnar uh, finished. Uh, uh, thoroughly entertaining um no know. like i said it's all kind of a blur to me now i'm just i'm trying to remember things i enjoyed about it uh i remember there was a couple flubs in the women's match three-way match yeah yeah and it's always weird them wearing like the t-shirts it's true but, like they're but it was it was still pretty good working hard felt like big stars there you know and becky was over huge over there they have no interest in her heel turn <laughs> no <laughs> nobody really we are, does but we're, we're behind her although i think she's doing all right as a heel like the first night she like debuted as a heel or whatever it wasn't quite working but yeah. she's gotten slowly yeah better at being a heel just turn up the dickhead per- persona a little by little and yeah and i love i love the like uh triple tret the triple threat. Triple threat. I love she it. Every Sasha time Banks. What about you, you disco ball? Or something? <laughs> I mean, she's she's on You're fire right now. Uh, and I'm a huge Sasha fan, as you know. Bianca is still working on me. I think 
I think it might be the problem. I think Becky's too big of a star, and Bianca's a babyface they're trying to build currently. Yeah. And then on the other side, you still have Charlotte as a top, definitely heel. So it's, it's you know, the women they know are heels, and the ones that they're trying to build up now as babyfaces, I think it, yeah, it's going to take a little time. I think Charlotte's got some heat, too, backstage. Uh, so, she, yeah. Uh, they <laughs> she said looks something. miserable out there. I don't know if it's just her heel persona, or if it's, uh, but she seems like she's miserable. And Yeah. I, I almost feel like she's like contemplating AEW even though I was told she never leave that's WWE. yeah I think Rick himself said that but but uh yeah I don't get it I heard that she um some people in the back have some heat she's got some heat because she she's doing she was, wants to be healed but she's doing babyface moves in the ring possibly because, I don't, I because don't of think the anybody dives has... outside of the ring well that's a possibility too but I don't know if anything, I don't think anybody has any right to tell Charlotte Flair what she should or shouldn't do in the ring. No, for sure. She's, you know, she's earned that much. I agree. And that's, that's like part of her move set. You it know is. I mean? so. It is. Yeah. But I figure we talk about a little bit of positivity. Yeah. Before we get into the negativity. Now, a couple months ago, we did a summer show. We covered Heat Wave 98 from yeah. ECW, which is often known as one of the best ECW shows of all time. You, uh, you know, from growing up, you were a little bit on the outside looking in of ECW. So going back and catching all that up and going, this is a pretty damn good show. We should yeah. go back and watch it and see how you feel. I thought it was a good idea. So I said, you know, and we are we're in a little bit of a downtime as far as current wrestling and everything. Uh, so maybe do another review show. It was fun. And you suggested, I think, Halloween Havoc 97, which is known as a pretty damn good show. Yeah. And I was like, let's go the other direction. So either do 98, which has the that infamous Warrior Hogan match, or let's even go to like 2000, Dying Days to WCW and... I think that's what we we landed on that. Yeah. And I think we can talk about not only this show, but briefly touch on, because it could be a whole episode of its own, but just how fast WCW rose and how fast it crashed. And because you're going to see some numbers in just a two year span of how quickly things got sideways there. And when you think about Nitro was in 95. So call the rise, really call it about 90. Even 94th Hogan going in if you want to. But 94, 95 was when Dice started rising and from, you know, being a legitimate player. Yeah. So for 95 and this being just five years later where they're basically on their way out. Yeah. And try, think about what happened to WWE five years ago. It feels like yesterday. Like, it's just, it's, everything's, well, you know, as the machine runs, it runs fairly smooth. A little up, a little bit of down. But they went from their highest peak in like '96 NWO to this in four years. That's wild. Which, and and back then it felt like a lot longer. It didn't sure feel like did. looking back for it's only four it years. Four, yeah. four years is a long time, but not as long as it felt. Not in the grand scheme of things. It felt like a whole decade. AEW has been around for two years. So if AEW was as you know doing doing great by most people's standards, and then was crashed and gone about two years would be in the same amount of time would be about. This arc, yeah, which is right. wild yeah. when you think about it. Because it was kind of a slow fall over time. Walter, chill. But, uh, this yeah, might man. be a noisy one, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess so. We got some upset pups today. and They're all they're all moody or something. Even, even Lenore's like, this is some shit. I, yeah. It's the day after Halloween. Day know. after Halloween. We'll see what the moon's looking like. Uh, and we're talking about <laughs> Halloween Havoc 2000, so maybe this, this is all on us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe we cursed this episode. It's so a much. possibility. So uh, before we get in to the actual show, and again, we could probably talk longer about this at some point, but this is just a perspective of how quickly things went downhill for Halloween Havoc. So in this show, it, it only had 60,000 pay-per-view buys. 
It did have a live crowd of 7,582. It's hard to say how many were weren't papered. Yeah. Um, and it had a $212,000 live gate. Now, this is just one year prior, 99, which late 99 WCW wasn't good at all either. But this is one year prior. They had 190,000 buys. So you went from 190,000 buys to 600,000 or say, or 60,000. Yeah. You only had 30% of your fan base yeah. interested in buying a pay-per-view one year later. That's insane, dude. And if you want to hear something seem crazier, 98, where they were rolling still in 98, uh, make some questionable decisions here, but this is, but this is Pete Goldberg and everything. Yeah. They had 310,000 buys. So three, so three ten to one ninety. So you lose 120,000 people yeah. in a year. But 190,000 buys, that's still, but that's more. This AEW, I think, talk commonly gets about 100,000. I know it's a different yeah. era now with there's pirating and there's, it's just a different era altogether. Yeah, yeah. But 310,000 to 190,000 down to 60,000. So 250,000 buys, people buying pay per views were gone in two years. That's insane dude. and i'll tell you you want to know where they went i'll tell you where they went when they were wf because yeah they ran no mercy 2000 cool now cool. this this show was a i mean it's a damn good show now 2000 2000 wf is kind of peak you know it's attitude era peak yeah so this is highlighted by rock versus kurt angle for the title austin was coming back from his neck injury and he oh. was taking on rikishi okay. there's a hidden triple h versus chris benoit kind of gem of a match on this show but we mentioned so peak WCW and did three hundred ten thousand down to sixty thousand. This show, No Mercy two thousand, five hundred and fifty thousand buys. Mind you, this isn't one of their big four or five pay per views. No, yeah, but, this wasn't SummerSlam. This wasn't WrestleMania. It wasn't Royal Rumble. But back then, that's that's like a million. And I mean, it's huge numbers. And yeah. when you figure, most of us, if most of us probably weren't allowed to get one pay per view a month, and if we did, you had to choose one. You were going to get two. You're not going to get so. Shit. You're choosing. And the choice was obvious here in uh, October of 2000. I mean, I, I chose WWF in that year, probably. I think you had to. Well, so, we, now, that being watch, said. I didn't watch any of this stuff. That being said, kind of going back. Well, I've never seen the show before. And so I'm thinking like, Neither okay, I. I, you know, flipped maybe a little bit to Nitro. Realized it was pretty bad and, and you get to Raw and it was tough to go back. Mm. Uh, so that being said, I'm like, maybe there's something we missed. And if you ever, there's a yeah. great book called The Nitro Book uh, by Guy Evans that has in-depth reasons on why WCW crashed. And mostly it was because uh, AOL Time Warner merged and they didn't want wrestling on their programs anymore. Because the funny thing is, is as bad as the ratings were, it was still way better than anything else they had on TV. They just didn't want wrestling. So I'm thinking to myself, maybe there was some decent stuff in here. There's some young guys. Maybe they're working hard. Maybe there's some good stuff in here. Yeah. Maybe, you know, the product wasn't as good as it used to be, but maybe it was better than we remembered. And uh, spoiler alert, it wasn't. No, uh, not at all. <laughs> there's people I never heard of in here. Like the whole first half of it are all people I never really heard and of. And I think that was, a th you know. I mean, I, I knew, like, some of, once I... I didn't know their names, but once I saw them, I was like, oh, that's actually this guy in the future, this guy, you know? Yeah, and I think we talked about this before, and I know it was an episode where we're talking about NXT guys where they're bringing them all up at the same time, and I, I mentioned how it's a bad idea. It's great to get new talent. You got to keep your talent fresh, but if you throw all the new talent at once, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, I got to learn all these guys? Yeah. I got to, you know, like, no, give me one or two, or me, you know, or, 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 or a feud or something where... Okay, it's it's this is interesting. I like this guy. I want to see more of him because I'll tell you, like, we only talk about the opening match, um, you know, Jindrak and then Sean O'Hare. Like, you look at a Sean O'Hare and you go, 
we might have something here. Yeah. This is a guy I could be interested in. Like, but he's with a new partner. He's with you know. They were they were against established guys, but then when you're get with a whole bunch of other guys that yeah are pretty much no names. Yeah. Well, it's just another no name. This no name looks a little bit better, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, have a good. Well, I guess we want to just dive into the we'll, first we'll, match since we'll, we started anyway. We'll jump in. I'll even say one of the first notes I got before the match. I said the logo for the show sucks. Looks yeah. like a looks like a JC Penney's catalog or some shit. Like it was just, it was a terrible logo. I feel like this whole event was kind of built around selling the game that would they were advertising the whole the time. The backstage assault. Backstage which assault. was a terrible game by the was way. It? Oh, yeah, God, I, yeah. I didn't even know it existed until I watched this. So Here's I a, believe an it. interesting fun. So you might think though it's not it was the EA, EA Sports made the game. So you might be thinking like, man, how oh. is this shitty company landing EA Sports who's always the biggest sporting game developer? You yeah, know, they have maybe, Madden and NBA Were they Live. then? Yeah, they were then. Really? But the thing is, and I've learned this from Eric Bischoff's podcast, where, uh, which by the way, shout out to Eric Bischoff. I had a, about a nice five minute conversation yeah. with him the other day. Yeah, really... yeah, I'd like to hear that story, yeah, actually. Well, yeah, yeah. That could be a little sidebar, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Eric Bischoff. Bonus out there. clip or something. Um, here's what I just mentioned how long those things take to get noticed. So, yeah, they were huge in 96, but a lot of times things like that take like two years to really be, you know, get rolling and then be presented to the public. So, so that would say that, Hey, we had to be awesome in 94 for you to get a game in 96, which didn't happen. Yeah. But in 96, 97, they're hot and people want to talk to them. People want to do business with them. So really by the time that they got the deal together, they, they were, they were, they were working on the deal. They were hot. By the time it got together and they released video games, the company was almost done. Yeah. Uh, ECW had a couple not very good games for, uh, from acclaim. Yeah, I didn't play about, any of them, but yeah. I saw them around. So same thing right before they went out of business. So, but you are right. It did feel feel like, which is nothing wrong with advertising your own product within. I mean, that's what you should do. But it did feel like half of the pay per view was a commercial. For yeah, they they threw commercials game. in there for it, and like even one match I felt like was totally to sell the game. Yeah, but uh, they it was on the the ring match. Yeah, which I noticed like. WWF or E never put anything on their ring match. WCW always put things on they the ring They branded match. a little better. Yeah, the canvases and uh and then even like you know we used to the mats like at ringside like Nitro used to have the flames and stuff yeah. like yeah, yeah. um I think Vince maybe has that little bit of old school in him where like well the ring is sacred. Yeah, you know? that's what I thought. I wondered if there was a reasoning behind that like WWF has I like, remember uh, like me WrestleMania 12, Sean and Brett they had like the WrestleMania across the canvas. That's just the name oh, of the did show. They? That's uh, not marketing or selling, which... Yeah, but even that is odd for them. That's a little odd no, for them. They don't even do that now. UFC, of course, like has tons they, of sponsors yeah. all over their canvas, but that's just easy But you money. think WWE would at least put like a big, like, the WW logo in the middle or something? Like, I don't know. You think it, they would utilize that? It would probably that. look kind of cool. Um, yeah, I've wrestled in some... I even think we're in wrestling rings and they have custom designs on the canvas. I'm like, well, this is cool. Yeah, they're know. the biggest company in the world. You think but they'd they, be doing some crazy they shit They keep it. it pretty standard, which is interesting. You're correct. Um, I um, always enjoyed the black mats. Like when NXT had the black, was it black or maybe it was gray or something? Yeah. I always, I always enjoyed those anyway. Yeah. Just a little sidebar, I guess. Well, but, it, what sucks is wrestling on those when you're outdoors on an outdoor show. And you got oh, black, that's hot. Someone's a black vinyl canvas. Yeah, that's true. Woo! I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah. You bump it, you get your ass right off of that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have uh, that shit. So, man, you got some notes. You got, as, as always, you're, you're a great yeah. note taker, and I'll let you take the lead. Uh, well, this was. Hit me with that three way dance tag team titles to open it up. <laughs> this was the, the opening match, the three way dance tag title match. It was Mark Jindrak and Sean 
O'Hare versus Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio, maskless Rey Mysterio. Yes, yeah. Which was it, a very short-lived thing, I guess. He lost to Kevin Nash, uh, I think, the prior year. And then by the time he got re- he got signed by the WWF, they correctly said, like, well, no, we're going to put the mask back on because we're going to sell a shit ton of those to kids. Yeah. As a, without the mask, he looks like just a tiny little Mexican, almost like a kid. Yeah, yeah. It's still awesome. He looked young, like super young baby That's faced. not very marketable. With the mask, he looks like a superhero. So it, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. But uh, And then the last team versus... What I wrote down was Wright said Fred and Disco Inferno. <laughs> if anybody Alex, knows who Alex, Wright said Fred Alex is. Wright. It was that's, Alex, yeah, it was Alex Wright who was, you know. Uh, but he was basically Wright said Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Shaved head and doing the, the Alex Wright. I'm, I'm too dance. sexy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you think of the match? Uh, well, my notes I wrote down is what the fuck is going on. I didn't understand. <laughs> like, every, it was crazy. Just a heads up to everybody. We I watched this a week ago, so it's all a little fuzzy to me. At this point, but I tried to catch up on it uh, just before. Um, uh, I thought this was also the first match, so I, I felt like it got a little bit better there in the middle. Yeah. Like they kind of started to get together and it started to make sense, everything that was going yeah. on. But then it got bad again. It got discombobulated by the end. Yeah. Um, That's my I actually, again, maybe, maybe it was just blind optimism. Maybe it was <sighs> me in my old age just softening up. But I. I went into this and I go, this match was pretty good. I I thought I expected to like it more than I would because I really enjoy Billy Kidman and Ray Mysterio. Uh, yeah, I wrote down here as well. Uh, you know, Disco and Alex, I thought actually both looked good. They were no, they no, were they, they were, yeah. Um, Kidman and Mysterio were always good. Ginger and O'Hare, they were definitely behind, and you could see why. I mean, they were big. You know, especially Ginger, a good-looking guy. O'Hare definitely had like a presence about him. Yeah, but they were big, jacked-up dudes that could move. Jindrak always seemed to have a little bit, you know, kind of two left feet about him. Yeah. O'Hare, you know, would later be in the WWE, and it's very surprising more didn't happen with him. It was just lack of connection with the crowd or what have you. Um, but in here, with guys willing to bump around for him, and they were willing to bump around, yeah, I actually thought it was pretty good um, until, yeah, the, the finish was discombobulated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was bound to happen. It let one off the rails, like in the, the beginning – Middle was all right, and then at the end, went yeah. off the rails again. Yeah. In a match like, I don't know. In a match like this, you'd hope with with Kim and Mysterio in there, and even at that point, Disco and Alex Wright had a few years under the belt. Yeah. And we kind of keep it together, and the action was fast-paced. It was moving along really well. I think that's probably where it kind of got real confusing in the beginning. Like yeah. It was almost moving too fast. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't have any... <laughs> this was typical WCW at the time. Russo was still in charge at this point, so... Whether or not they even knew what the rules were or stipulations were was one thing, but then if the announcers were communicated with to explain that to us, the fans, probably not. Yeah. And you'd have a lot of this. I got one side note on here that I want to comment on. The commentary, Mark Madden was entertaining the entire time. Which one's more? Was he the big guy? The big guy. In the like, Hawaiian Yes. Shirt? That guy was making kevin smith references all night and, i even wrote him down every yeah, time well I heard there him. you go and what i liked in this match was yeah i mean he felt like a troll before trolling was a thing because he kept talking you know putting over ginger and o'hare by saying ah just like the midnight express ah just like hawking animal like they're so unpaid <laughs> just like the steiners i think he even said like uh stevens and patterson like these guys are <laughs> flowing like stevens and patterson out there like it's so over the top on how much he was praising those guys where yeah. it's like 
it's fucking entertaining. Like, in yeah. this case, them being heels where it was, he was trying to guess to be genuine. But it'd be even funnier if he, like, did it to a babyface team that he didn't like as a troll. Like, oh, look, these guys are so good. Oh, they're, they're the next Hawking animal. Look at them go. Like, I thought it was hilarious on a show that didn't have a lot to keep me truly entertained except for the bad entertainment. Mark Madden was on point. No, no, I enjoyed the commentary quite a, quite okay. a bit, actually. I, I'm pretty sure I have... I can't quite remember. I didn't look through them, but I'm pretty sure I have quite a quite a few little notes. Well, on feel the free to, to throw in any of uh, the references you caught along the way. I just, you know, I didn't write them all down, but because I, I was trying to pick out the match, but just as I'm watching, I didn't, you know, and typing some notes. I'd be like, <laughs> mad. Like, yeah, no, it was great. There, because I mean, if if I'm honest, this was quite a grind of a watch for me. This it is was, almost it, it almost was. three hours of it just. Was. A shit show, it pretty was, much. Yeah, it had its moments, but it was a shit this show. This is one of the best matches of the night, Sal. Even though I see you got a, not a great rating, I would imagine this yeah. is probably top three matches of the night for you. It wasn't was wasn't much great coming up. Um, yeah, it it was probably up there. I couldn't tell you right now, but I did try to do my like A B C D ranking, but it, it was all so bad that I'll I tell just you stopped what, going after forward, the Go forward, whatever you can remember as you look back. Give the fans what you got. So you all got right. what do you got? I, for I this gave one? this one a D. Okay. And if but, you get to F and F minuses, and we can go F minus minus later, because some are going to earn it. So. All right, okay. I'll... Uh, and I'll tell you one that probably is going to earn it right here is the next bout. He had a hardcore title match. And now, mind <laughs> you, this is 2000, and WCW was probably last to get in on the action. ECW really did the extreme. And then WF did the, the hardcore title, and it started with Foley, and then even Big Boss, man, were kind of taking it seriously. And then they got silly with it, but at least it was kind of fun. This wasn't either. This wasn't good. This wasn't very extreme. No, uh, I didn't know. This wasn't very fun. I didn't know either one of the Yeah, it was Reno versus Sergeant Awall, who is uh, also known as The Wall. Um, His name was... uh, That makes sense. His name was Malice in TNA, where he was signing, and he actually passed away really, really young. I think it was 2003, 2004, so not long after this. Um, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one, I guess. Neither guy was over. That's one of the things you notice right yeah. away. Like even that the opening tag match, um, the crowd knew Kid and Mysterio were were behind them, and the crowd knew Disco Inferno quite a bit, and were at least yeah. participating in his stuff. So you got guys that were over in that match. These guys just man, the crowd didn't care, and my God, did it go too long or what? You figure. This- Give me five six ma- minutes of these two guys hitting each other with crap, and give me a finish, and I go well. I'd, wasn't great, but it wasn't offensive. This is kind of offensive. It just took forever. Beating just dudes walking around the arena, hitting each other with shit, and nobody cared the entire time. No, this this is uh, this is the match I thought was basically just a long commercial for the video game. Yeah, yeah the video was. game's called Backstage Assault. This whole so match was backstage a backstage assault. Which I wouldn't even be upset with if it was with wrestlers that were over and with the inter- the action was entertaining. I'd be like, hey, you're trying to tie it in to get me entertained. That's fine. But yeah. you're right. They probably told these guys, make sure you go backstage. Make sure you use some stuff. And nobody cared the entire time. Yeah. Uh, no. Even, uh, even I didn't care. Like, a lot of matches throughout this, I really had to fight myself to not be on my phone. Like, I was like, shit, <laughs> I'm on my phone again. And I'd literally roll it back and watch it again. Well, you didn't feel like you were missing anything. No, it just I, I just yeah. I was so bored I was subconsciously did it, I didn't even realize I was yeah. doing it. But the first thing I wrote down is Reno, you might not even get this one, but Reno left his cowboy friend back at the cupboard for this one. 
Oh, Indian, little Indian in the cupboard? He looks like the Indian Reference. in the cupboard. <laughs> His hair, everything. That's the first thing I saw when I saw him. It's no, Reno I left could, his... uh, no, I read Indian in the cupboard as a kid. I don't know if I watched the movie. because I saw I the movie. The... I didn't read the book. Uh, I had to read the book, and I was I was good on it. It wasn't okay. very good either. <laughs> no, no. I mean, as a kid, everything's all right. But... Um, I said, I don't know either guy in the match at all, but it's a hardcore match. Clearly a fake computer monitor and fake laptop. Oh, when they hit it, yeah, in the back. It was yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah, this whole, this I seems like it was designed to sell the video game. It was not good. No. Not no. good at all. Uh, no, it took me already out of the match. If you, <laughs> if you had to, uh, you got a little AHW I said a, I just saw that and started laughing. AHW matches were better. <laughs> maybe, maybe the ones without Stiss. But uh, that's a, shout out to Stitch. That's a deep cut. Nate Metz, if you're seeing this, Snake from Under Rocks. You know what's strange is uh, <laughs> I felt like I missed something. Like I felt like if we ever did the ring announcing for him, we should have done. You know, Haley from Under Rocks. We have Snake, 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 <laughs> and throw the Metal Gear Solid reference on him too. And that would have been the most entertaining thing about his matches. So, uh, oh. but you know, I would have. Uh, yeah, we would. I would. But pay zero dollars to see a Reno versus Snake match. Yeah. In AHW. Well, I, I would have also paid zero dollars to pay or to see Reno versus Sergeant A. Yeah. So. Well, we we at least for me, I'm gonna think I'm in five bucks for the monthly subscription, and I feel like they kind of owe me. They, they owe me that back. Well, fucking take that peacock. Peacock, goddamn. Um. So go ahead. So then, that, well, like you said, it was just it was boring. Kind of took me out of it. That led into the next match. It kind of segued right into the next match. You had the the perfect event. Yeah, like which there was, was which Palumbo. They, they did were this all a couple times. Mates. Yeah, they were stable mates in the stable called the Natural Born Thrillers, where they wanted to have the young guys kind of be in the stable. They, together. It was like a big circle of matches. So like. there was Sean Stasiak, who was meeting the WWF, and Chuck Palumbo, and um, now again, again, look at look at these two guys with especially even with Stasiak, where you're like. This guy looks like a star. Looks Stays like a wrestler. Like, yeah. Looks like a star. Palumbo definitely looked like a star. I like. I've always liked Palumbo, but yeah. I even. I've always thought he looked so dumb and played so dumb. Like I wrote, Palumbo looks like he thinks the Earth is flat. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just looks so sailing a, Would sail on a boat to go find out? Uh, well, they wrestled um, two members of the Misfits in action, which again, yeah, you know, Corporal Cajun and Lieutenant Loco. Lieutenant Loco was Chavo Guerrero, and uh, Corporal yeah. Cajun was Lash Larue. Okay, who was a, 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 new a little bit of favorite of mine. Like that Lash Larue um, was around the year before, where he'd always uh, well, first of all, he looked like Dave Titus from the Titus. TV show. I don't know if you ever seen that. Yeah, yeah the red yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So kind of looked like him, but I thought always... he looked. I don't know if you know him, but I thought he looked like Fat Johnny Craig. No, I was not familiar with that one. No, no, he's he was the original singer of Dance Cabin Dance. It, oh, anybody okay. that knows it would laugh. Okay. But yeah. So, but yeah, and he was he was kind of a chubby redheaded guy, but he was always really competitive in matches against some of the top cruiserweights. He didn't win much. Yeah. But I was like, Lash Larue ain't bad. Um, I you know. Like he said, man, that last match kind of took you out of it. Now you got four more guys who really aren't stars. I've never been a Chavo Guerrero fan. Yeah. It's always been whatever for me. Um, and I found myself thinking, like, did they miss something in Stasiak and Palumbo? Because these guys look good. They looked the part. They worked hard. There they, was nothing bad about the match, but it wasn't really good either. They were kind of always like mid-card players, and they were yeah. mid-card players here. Stasiak, I remember more as Meat. Meat Chuck Palumbo, yeah. I remember more from what Billy the and invasion Chuck. and everything. Yeah, and then he did Billy, Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck, yeah. yeah, the whole gate. That's probably what he's most known for, I think. Almost certainly, yeah. Uh, 
But I've never really liked Stasiak was good, but like he was just a meathead. Which, sure. And I, I mean, I like Palumbo. I thought it was funny, but he was just like a goofy silly. No, I, mean, I thought they did. They, they well, I think they were teasing dissension a little bit throughout the match, and I did like the style that they work with the two other guys being a little bit smaller, and they kind of you know played yeah. the bullies a little bit, uh, made the comebacks make sense. I like, got nothing offensive about the match, but boy, you just you gave me now six guys in a row, guys that really just aren't over. There's, yeah, they're, they're not a lot of personality. There's the whole first like half of this felt like just bottom tier dudes really yeah. uh but some weird things did happen uh stasiak gets pinned has the rope but he lets go uh yeah makes no sense i don't know if they're trying to tell a story there or not uh um, guerrero has chubby toes is probably the most memorable thing about this match so far which i think was your boy who said that <laughs> chubby toes i missed that call yes i think uh, somebody said it because i yeah. remember i heard it and remembered it enough to write it down and uh the commentators blew the ending spot. I, I mean, it looked like nobody knew what was going on there. At the end. Yeah. And again, so you got a match where I mean, again, I'll give the credit. The guys worked hard. Um, it wasn't like they're half-assing it out there or anything. Yeah. But the finish didn't seem to make sense, and the announcers didn't seem like it made sense to them. And with all that, so now it, and the baby faces were over. So, and it, sometimes people I think try to be too cute. If you got the baby faces over and the heat versus the heels on a pay per view, have them hit them, hit a finish one, two, three, and let the crowd pop. Yeah, you don't need to, to overthink it sometimes. No, for it's, sure. It felt like everything they were overthinking everything on there. This wouldn't be the last bad finish of the night. No, no, it so. would not. Um, but yeah, that's all I really had for that one. Not, not, nothing to write home about either no. on this one, which was I'm going to say about most of these matches tonight, if not all of them. No, uh, well. Yeah, I'll tell you, here's going to be the high mark of the show, for at least for Mark. <laughs> this is the best part of the show is coming up next. Oh, absolutely. So go on ahead. This is the top two moments of the of the show for me. <laughs> uh, possibly match of the night purely for one reason, and that is Conan and Tigress, Tigress versus Shane Douglas and Tori Wilson. So it's a mixed tad match, but I'm sure if you've been listening to the podcast this long, you can guess why this was my favorite match of the night. Tori Wilson dressed as Wonder Woman. Before it was cool to dress as Wonder Woman, by the way. Um, I don't know what's cool or what isn't cool, but I know Tori Wilson in about anything in this era or today yeah. is something that I don't mind being day. on my TV. Yep. Uh, and it's almost like she gets better with the age. My lands are looking good in that Wonder Woman costume, which here's, here you, you know, I guess we do this podcast for me to share some of my own side stories. So Go for it. Uh, my buddy, well, you know, I guess we haven't seen each other in a long time, but there's a wrestler by the name of Scotty Sabre who was uh, from, I believe, Uricksville, Ohio. So not far from here. And not at all far from Pittsburgh. It's probably, probably like an hour west of Pittsburgh. Okay. And uh, him and Shane knew each other from that. They were both, you know, uh, he was, he was you know, he would call himself friends with Shane Douglas. So in this era, they were doing a lot of syndicated shows like WCW Worldwide and WCW uh, Pro. Some of that wasn't Nitro and Thunder. And they would a lot of times need local guys to do it, and Shane would usually ask if he could bring Scotty along. Scotty's he's a really good worker. Okay. Um, and then he was actually his name was Scotty O, and he was in. Well, let me try to pull it up. He was in some of the very last like 2001 WCW episodes as a, in like a cruiserweight tag team. Yeah. But so Shane would bring him in uh, to you know do job matches, but get a nice little competitive match out of it. And Scotty told me one time he goes, "So I'm working with Shane. We're doing we're doing." kind of up and down the road and i would say hey you think we could do a little something with tory tonight <laughs> so we'd so we'd always do the spot where he'd b- have shane bump tory get on the apron go to slap him catch it hey hey uh 
Fools are in, plants one on her. Woo! Oh, Jesus. Turn around, eat the finish, and, and go home. And it's like, you son of a bitch. That'd and then, be now, the now, highlight of my life, dude. At the same time, if I'm in his shoes, it's exactly what I would do, too. Yeah, it is. It's exactly what I would do, too. Anything you want to do out there, Shane, will make you look good, of course. And you might want to get a little spot just, in there, Tori. Yeah, exactly. One, one spot in there, Tori. For sure. So, uh, Scotty O, Scotty Saber, uh, been a long time, buddy. Hope we catch up sometime. He's a legend. He's a legend. I, he's, hell, I mean, <laughs> great wrestling. Too. We, we wrestled each other probably a dozen times uh, in the early, yeah, early 2000, like 2004 or so. And great dude and, uh, and a great mind for the business, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Apparently. So, there, little side story for Tori. I like it. No, uh, first notice, Tori looking fan-fucking-tastic as Wonder Woman. Possibly the best part of the show. Uh, the commentator's... Laugh at how bad Tigress and Tori are. Well, they, they, they have no it. idea how to wrestle. Yeah, this is they um, were the worst. <laughs> they have no idea how to wrestle. It wasn't fair to them at all to be out there in a wrestling no. match. They have no idea how to wrestle. Well, they, they tried to tell a story earlier in the night of Conan being out with uh, with Mysterio and Kidman and got jumped by Pumoto Hair and the yeah. Jindrak and, or, and yeah, all those guys. So <laughs> where he got jumped and got laid out. But it really didn't, he got stomped on in the ring a little bit, so it wasn't even that badly laid out. And yeah. they tried to kind of tell it as, oh, it was franchises playing all along. So it starts off two-on-one, franchise and Tory Wilson against Tigress. And again, neither lady knows how to wrestle. Yeah, Conian comes back out to the ring. He sell, sold his injuries for maybe 10 seconds, and then it was just a regular match. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. I, I Next note goes right along with it. I said yeah. nothing about this is believable. No, no, uh, nothing at all. Uh, I also wrote down Little Nature Boy won the match. Yeah. I uh, can't remember. Robinson. Charles, Charles Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. He won the match with the Tory spot of the night. <laughs> uh, but it was just awful. Looking at Tory was the only reason to watch, really, is what I wrote down. Yeah. Uh, so I got, you know, the franchise I actually put, and this is the just for the next, you know, punchline of it, but franchise looking good. Franchise, like, uh, would kind of go up and down, like, in weight and everything, but he looked, I thought he looked good here. He no, looked like he a star. looked like he was in his prime. And then I put Tor- Tori Wilson looking really good. Absolutely. Uh, and, and then Russo didn't care about the wrestling. He wanted the characters out there. He had no... This, yeah. Interest, you know, of a good wrestling match, you could tell, because Tigers and Wilson... Both look good out there. They both had natural charisma for what they were, their roles that they were doing. Yeah. But there's no wrestling ability and, and it didn't matter to what Russo was presenting, which almost could be fine if they kept the match down. I said, uh, oh, yeah, tag, tag Conan while he was already in the ring. <laughs> I saw just, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, none <laughs> of this matters, going way too long. Um, you can tell these poor girls have no idea what they're doing. Now, I felt like. <laughs> Douglas but, and oh, go ahead. Sorry, just sorry to interrupt, but yes, they looked like they had no idea what they were doing, but they were also the only two that looked like they gave a shit about what they were doing. That's what them. I was gonna say. I, Conan and Douglas being veterans, you could tell, like probably in their heads, they're like, "What the fuck can we do with these yeah, girls they, they to really, make it? You know, like what can we do to try to keep it entertaining?" They knew it was gonna without be bad. being able to wrestle, and I felt like the same what they put together, you know. Of Tigress finally, like, you know, getting a little blow on Douglas and Douglas selling and tag, hot tag to Conan. I felt like on paper, they probably put it together as best as they could, mm-hmm. but it went a way too long. And it was involving girls, you know, poor Tori by the end of the finish, like, just looked like she had no idea what was going on because she probably did it. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, Conan got the pin, got a decent pop. So I will say at least the characters involved were over with the crowd. Yeah. So for that reason, I wouldn't go all the way to an F. Uh, it would it would be hovering in that D to D minus because the action was not good at all. I would imagine in in the moment too, at the time, like if we were there in yeah. 2000, like it might have been a little better because it, it, we might have been a little more invested in it or something. Right. But might have been cheering just because it was over. Does not have re- <laughs> the only replay value it has is is. Tori a Wilson, nice view. Wonder Woman, and there's tons of replay value involved there. Yeah. Uh, and then after this, I don't, I don't even remember what the promos were, but they must have been bad because all I wrote down was terrible promos. I wrote down a couple of prom, like promo notes and uh, nothing here. I didn't write anything in here, so I don't remember what it was. I know like, I had a chronic promo in here, which is really bad, but I don't remember who was at this spot in time. Yeah. But I do remember the next match. Which, bless your heart, you wrote it down as a first blood match. That's not what they were calling it. <laughs> they, a DNA first blood match is what I wrote DNA, down. I added DNA later. I DNA like, oh, matches DNA? as uh, one of these two men are, you know, uh, Stacy Keebler's baby's father, which I, I wrote down. If you had the, uh, if either had the opportunity to be a candidate, you're already a winner in my book. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Stacy Keebler is, her Her and Tori are kind of like neck and neck for greatest of all time, maybe. When it comes to, to women, not wrestlers, yeah. but just like hottest women of all time in wrestling. Yeah. But, uh, I want to say one good thing about the match. Again, our boy Mark Madden say comparing the match to Magnum and Magnum T.A. and Tully Blanchard. Jesus. Because <laughs> at that point, like I think that's him just trolling. Like, it has to be. Magnum T.A. and Tully Blanchard have one of the most famous like first blood I quit like matches that you've ever seen. And he's like, this is as great as Magnum and Tully. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He's, he's awesome. Because uh, cause it wasn't good. <laughs> I, I would imagine. I've never seen it, but I, Buff I got Bagwell, that. Buff Bagwell, David Flair. Yeah. DNA. <laughs> Buff was over. Um, Buff was over with the crowd. Was he? Buff looked good. They were popping for him. Oh, they were, but I just yeah. didn't know how over like, he was Yeah, Buff time. was fairly over. Poor David Flair just looked like he didn't know what he was doing. He looked about how I remembered him, too. Just kind of always, like, like flustered and flushed. Took, took a good ass kicking. Yeah. I mean, you can say that about him. He wanted uh, to be Shane, kind of, is the way I felt. I What I've always heard is that he didn't really want to do it all that much at all. And then as he was in training, he most definitely got pulled out of training way too early. Yeah. Because they're trying to hot shot an angle because he's Ric Flair's son. He really didn't do too much actual wrestling. It was just all it's It was all buff kind of beating stuff. the shit out of him. Yeah. You know. Um, Taking a beating. Just, yeah. And buff technically gets the win. He gets... Makes him bleed. I think he what he hit him with a chair, or ran him in the post. I don't even remember. Wasn't Lex Luger right. running. Lex Luger running in to. I don't know if that was the. I can't remember if that was the finish or not. But uh, I had that written down is what I looked at. And then, yeah, it was. It wasn't good. It no. wasn't good at all, folks. Lex Luger running in. Uh, we have Buff getting the win. Where then after the match, David Flair attacks Buff. Runs him in the pose where Buff does not get color. He does uh, clearly fake blood in the mouth. Yeah. Where David now gets a blood sample. And I said, they're trying to collect blood, but all they needed was saliva, hair, whatever. <laughs> like, not not enough for me to even care. No. To think about it. Yeah, the most memorable part for me was there was a snoochie boochies from the commentator after the DNA sample. There you go. So, Kevin, that's the first Kevin Smith reference I remember in the show. <sighs> uh, I got something out of it. Buff Bagwell isn't funny. I wrote that down. <laughs> uh, obvious cut job from David Flair. Yeah, one of them rolls under the ring, comes yeah. out with a very bad 
Got a yeah, blade job. But that's pretty much it. And I wrote down the Lex Luger butt end. It it was not good. No. Like I mean, you could the, see the like turn on buff, but I guess they were. Uh, yeah, they were they were partners a couple months later. I remember sadly, so none of it mattered. No, that's that's I think what I just. I mean, I wrote it down on here, and we keep coming. Like none of this mattered. No, that's. I mean, none of it really matters to me at all anyway, because I was never a WCW guy, so I don't remember any of this. Well, when I say that, it doesn't matter to if it doesn't matter to us watching as far as it had no relevance. Where does the story go? Am I interested watching it back? Something I don't remember watching. It. If it would interest me now, it definitely would have interested the crowd then that either dropped 30 bucks in the pay-per-view or bought a live ticket. Yeah. And there wasn't. There's just like, you're not interested in what's happening here. The The stories suck. The characters suck. Most of the guys aren't wrestling that hard. It's just bad. Yeah. Like, I've... You could tell they were dying. You could definitely tell WCW was dying right here. And they were throwing... Kind of throwing this together. It, it's the best exactly they could, probably. Like. But yeah. But you know what wasn't dying? You know what's not going to die is the big bad booty daddy because he's up next with a with a promo. Scotty Steiner, I wrote down everything negative about this show is gone. We're back to the ten star show. It, it re- for a brief it, moment, it was for a brief star. moment, Scott Steiner in his all of his lunacy brings the show back up, refills the health bar. We're back to ten stars, and the girl interviewing Pamela Paul Shock looking great. I can't. I don't remember. I'm sure she did. I can't believe I. I'm. A, this must have been one of those moments oh. where I, I failed and looked at my phone or something. Watch it back for Scott Steiner promo. I remember the promo. Pamela Paul Shock looking good. We're back. We're up to eleven stars of this show, and I'm back. Eleven. I'm, stars. Oh yeah, I'm back. It's gonna lose. Spoiler alert. It's gonna lose him really fast, Kitty. Oh for sure. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> next, go ahead. Um. Next is. Oh shit. Did I skip a match here? No, we talked the first blood match. Oh, this Mike is... Sanders versus the Cat is yes. what I have next. Yeah, okay, I see what you're doing here. Above yeah. average, top of the B list, Mike Sanders. That was his gimmick. This was a WCW Commissioner three round kickboxing match. Because why not? Yeah, makes no because sense. Because why me. not at this point? So, yeah, for the commissionership at WCW on the line between these two bozos. <laughs> uh, first note I wrote down was very, very clearly bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Mike Sanders looks like stupid Randy Orton. That's fair. He looks like uh, dumb Randy I'm, Orton. Man, Mike Sanders, I thought, would have been a pretty good manager. I really yeah. do. like Because you know, he had his promo. I, I like kind of the old school promo, just cutting on the crowd. I can't remember. Did he have kind of a oh, southern, southern accent? southern accent, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, Y'all are too stupid. That's probably what made him sound stupid to me. And, but not and, the people with southern accents do, but it can come off. No, but it felt like kind of that Memphis, like sort of old school Tennessee style wrestling. Like, yeah. Where I'm like... If he doesn't get physical because he doesn't look physically imposing at all, like, hey, maybe we got a little something with the guy. Yeah. Uh, I got to note there, Ian Gallagher from Shameless was your referee. <laughs> yeah, guy. I said ref, ref is old Ian Gallagher from Shameless. That's <laughs> what he got, There like. we go. He, yeah, that's we, what he looked like. We got me. the same note. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you actually put that yeah, down? No, no, oh. I wrote it down. Like, yeah, God, the, that's awesome. Yeah, Ian Gallagher from Shameless is the referee. I thought you read mine, and I was like, oh, he saw that. But no, that's crazy. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Ian that's Gall- what he looked like. Ian Gallagher out there refereeing, and once I paid <laughs> attention to that, the match became more entertaining to me. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. So they had Cat kind of just poking and peppering him and messing. Because Cat, I guess, legitimately was a world-class kickboxer. Yeah. That's how uh, he got his job, I guess. No, he, they were selling that, too. Fish off with friends. And the Cat, if you ever go back and watch 2000's Cat, some of it's laughably bad, but the guy was very entertaining on the mic. Like there's there's a real charisma about him. Yeah. Um. If you remember, if you watched the wrestler, he actually played the uh, the uh, the Ayatollah at the end. Which oh, was, did he? Uh, Randy the Rams opponent. Yeah. I need to watch that again. I've seen that in a while. Ernest the Cat Miller. So the cat 
had a lot of charisma. I actually thought Sanders had a lot of charisma. Um, neither one was going to wow you in a wrestling match, and then it was honestly even worse than this faux kickboxing match. Yeah, I, I, my last note there after the Shameless thing was, uh, this is just stupid. No one in the crowd gives a shit. Not at all. Uh, I said, the thrill is distract Ian with, in the franchise. It's the cat with a chain. Um, That's right. Where he, get, he meet, yeah. beats the 10 cow, but then he brawls outside with the franchise and somehow gets counted out of the ring in a kickboxing match, and Mike Sanders wins. Yeah. Uh, again, so we talked earlier, it's not going to be the last bad finish, and this one was bad segment, bad match, quote-unquote match, and uh, just I think bad, I, bad finish. I think I wrote this down somewhere. I can't remember what it was, but uh, I felt like a lot of these matches like just didn't have rules. Like they're like Lacks, the, which maybe they're trying to borrow from ECW, but ECW made it fun. I just I like, didn't know if that was like something that has to do with Halloween Havoc. It's like oh, no, every match is real lenient. Or no, something. it's just it's they it's never Bruce called the it of, uh, No one cares, bro. Uh, Nobody cares oh, about so the rules, right. bro. See, I should have remembered that. That's all. What, no, it didn't have to make sense to Russo. No, Russo would throw shit out there on paper and again overthink it. Be a little try to be too cute. And then, you know, we'll have this guy run in. Well, why isn't a DQ? Nobody cares about DQs, bro. But they do. They clearly do. No, and if you're going to cheat, you got to make it count. Which, in this case, they tried to. They snuck the, the chain in for yeah. him to punch him. Yeah. Um. You know, But then he got counted out of the ring in a random feud with a random fight with the franchise. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't no. get it. No, no, the, this whole thing made no sense to me. Um. Man, I thought the next match was going to... Well, first of all, we get a chronic, chronic promo. All I could write down oh, was, yeah. it's not good. Not in a fun way, either. No, At least, every... like, you know, the Scotty Steiner promos were so over-the-top ridiculous where, fuck, it was entertaining. It's um, hard to follow. For chronic sure. was Brian Adams and Brian Clark, uh, better known as Crush and Adam Bomb. They're paired together. A couple big six-foot, almost seven-foot dudes. Six-foot yeah, eight, six-foot nine dudes. Look the part. Um but man, they just could cut a promo talking shit about Goldberg, and it was bad. Yeah. Um, but well, I was, aside from Scott Steiner, every promo tonight was not good. No, not good. Um, Which again, if you're not going to focus on the wrestling, you should at least focus on the promos and make them count. And they yeah. were not good. Even even like all the little graphics and little videos in between were like cheesy and just bad. Just bad. They're way too bad for 2000 standards. For either. sure. Yeah. They all look like video game bullshit in between. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, I don't know if it was lack of a budget, or if they're just half-assing or what, but it was it was all bad. Yeah. <sighs> uh, but next match is Mike Awesome versus Vampiro, which uh, is a very different Mike Awesome from ECW Heatwave 98. Uh, episode 27 out now, everybody. Mike Awesome looked awesome. Looked same no ring gear, there. Well, now he's dressed up as that 70s guy. Yeah, but he had the same ring gear he was wearing gear. At, in Heatwave. Or it looked just just like it. Yeah, but you're right. This was not uh, nowhere close to that level Very of different a match. You were, how familiar are you with Vampiro? I, I know a bit about Vampiro. I remember he was uh, he had a feud with Sting. Sting, yeah. And uh, which, That was only earlier in 2000 where he was much better even then, just a few months prior. Uh, I thought... I thought coming out of this, I go okay. Here, all the undercard, all the crap was there. Now we got some bigger characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Awesome, even with the '70s guy, was a pretty dumb gimmick. <laughs> yeah, but he looks the part. Yeah. Vampiro and his entrance sure shit looked the part. We're like, okay, we got some stars. Yeah, Vampiro, I always thought was cool. Yeah, like, looked, and he wasn't bad in the ring. He, but looked, he looked cool. He looked cool, and normally he wasn't bad in the ring. 
this was fucking awful. Yeah. Well, this was really, really bad. Yeah. Go ahead with what you got. Um, uh, yeah, I wrote down very different Mike Awesome. Uh, Vampiro takes out a security lady. Yeah. I, I remember uh, well, when they, they, when they threw him to the, to yeah. the into the crowd. He just kind of got thrown into a security lady. Yeah. He takes like a bit of a tumble, I think. Yeah. Could use uh, a security lady here because the, the fan's about to jump in. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Bike goes into the crowd. Fan jumps in and headbutts awesome. Gets his ass. Gets the beat. shit beat Gets out of him. Gets his fucking ass Which, beat, dude. Good. Yeah. 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 Probably the best part of the I said uh, Vampa attacks him with Mr. Fuji's cane. But we also got more crowd brawling, which, you know, we just had we had the crappy hardcore match earlier. Yeah, but it was we just. Buff and David Flair doing whatever the fuck they were doing. Yeah. So you're already kind of tired out of it. And not a one of it was good. This wasn't any better. No, I just wrote, I wrote down, did they have any plan at all for this match? Because they were literally just kind of walking around doing stuff. No, it wasn't good at As all. As if it was just all on the spot. Crowd brawling. I said Stevie Ray on commentary is not good at all, but at least kind of entertaining. Uh, so, okay, yeah. I like the commentary. I'm trying to I be positive here. Um, so we got chairs involved. There's a bad van daminator where he throws the chair, tries to kick it in his face. Yeah, yeah. And so we already had a hardcore match. These guys are more over characters, but still, it's it's overkill and it's not great. Vampiro, I have wrote down here, looks like a star. He's definitely had better matches. I, I remember being a fan of his, but he looks terrible in this match. He looks like he was either blown up, yeah, lazy. Maybe high, which I mean sounds terrible to Could like. Well sounds terrible to comment, but I mean he's he's been open about having substance issues before, and like he just looked like he had no interest in being out there, yeah, and was sloppy every which way they go. Blown spot off of the top. Um, the the white uh, face paint probably doesn't help his look either. It just automatically makes him look sickly and shit. Well, at that point, I mean? you know, he was actually uh, the lead singer of the Misfits. <laughs> Was he? Of the I know Misfits, they, they yeah. were involved with yeah. this gimmick at one point. He was at least, and now this is, of course, is a bastardized version of the yeah, Misfits. Yeah, this was the by, Jerry Only Misfits. By 2000, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he was actually the singer of the Misfits, so he looked kind of like a rock star, which is Oh, he fine. fits the gimmick, you know. Um, But, man, what a bad match. No, it was not good. Well, um, I, I had Stevie calling out, no one ever said this is hardcore rules. They says it's live. So, so the commentators don't know, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. They kind of, they kind of blew the whole match. You, you gotta tell your commentators, hey, like this is what we're doing. This is what I want you to get over. I say they, meaning the the writers, you know. Tell the people this is what we're doing. They nothing to tell them because they're just doing whatever they want. Uh, yeah. Oh, no plan at all. Terribly uh, safe power bomb uh, on the floor, and. Uh, I say, yeah, Vampiro can't find what he's looking for under the ring. How many times do I got to put you down? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, doesn't bump on a clothesline. A powerbomb off of the top for the finish was a pretty ballsy spot. And then I said, Peacock oh, yeah. cuts this off immediately after, and they get a star back for them because this might have been the worst match of the night. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's because I was had expectations. I actually had a little bit of expectations for it, but this was, this was terrible. No, it was not good. Um, yeah, yeah. Anything else to add on that? I, 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 my notes are long done over on that one. I, I got detailed notes because I was it actually had my attention, you know. Yeah. I, I thought, hey, at the very least, this will be entertaining. And it, boy, this is bad. No, it was it was super bad. Um. You, no, okay. I'll tell you what. Who actually wasn't a bad promo was Hugh Morris, that general erection. 
He, okay. He had a decent little promo. Worst fire, name but, ever, but oh yeah. boy, it's bad. Of course, it's Daniel Hugh I was actually surprised when I finally saw who it was. It yeah. didn't sound like it was written by a ten year old. But because uh, they kept saying uh, General Rection, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? It's the worst name ever. And then I see Hugh Morris. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I thought and it explained given... the whole because I even wrote down earlier. I don't know why I didn't say it, but a lot of military names being thrown out. Yeah, they were the misses of action. They were all their stable. But yeah, it wasn't a bad promo. And then, uh, but then they showed a replay of the last match with Tony saying out loud on the broadcast, one of the most astounding spots you've ever seen. And I got pissed. And this is Russo Bulls. Like, they, they know their spots, bro. Like, so you know that's a directive because nobody's sitting there telling, oh my God, what a spot that was. Like, no, it's a great, impactful move, maneuver, whatever you want to say. Devastating. You don't sit there and say, like, oh, that was a crazy spot and tell the fans, like, yeah, that's, God that's damn. breaking the kayfabe for sure. Yeah, just completely tearing down the fourth wall and, and waving everybody at home. No, I didn't notice that, but you're right. You're definitely right. I noticed it. I was pissed. <laughs> I, I'm sure you were. You got pissed at heels, which makes sense, though. But I do hate heels, uh, which I, I still only watched half the episode. I ain't going back. No, I haven't watched it anymore, but myself. I talked you out of it. No. <laughs> There's a throwback for you. If you want to hear that, that's out there too. If you want to hear how we feel about that. Well, hey, that was a hot take on heels, and you're going to get one from me at the end of this. So I'm going to let you take the lead. All right, on, cool. On, we had Team Canada, Lance Storm, and a heel hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, Jim Duggan and Lance Storm with Major Guns, the yes. second, I even wrote down, second best part of the show. Well, there you go. Versus General Rection, yeah. worst name ever, even worse music. Which well, the uh, whole show had piped in music. They piped in music, much, and it's the worst. You think WWE did that on purpose to make them look just like clowns? Well, to make no. WCW just look even worse. No, they had like kind of a rah rah misfits in action. It wasn't good. If, yeah. uh, you can Google the misfits in action actual theme song. It's it's not. Wow, much that was better. their actual song that was playing. I, I figured no, it was. It was. No, oh, it was piped oh. in, but their actual song wasn't much better. Oh, okay, but this the shit they were playing on this show was piped in music was like the worst. Like it didn't fit anything. Like it was like polka almost. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just the, the worst music ever. Yeah, it was bad. Cost them like a dollar on iTunes or something. Almost certainly. Well, everything costs a dollar on yeah. iTunes. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, my first note here is I thought it was the best match so far possibly of the night. Yeah. Uh, USA versus Canada A, which made sense first first part of the night that i was just you, like, okay you at least got classic. some sort of story you can yeah. see the to do it was done three years prior in wf in 97 and way way better yeah but at least there's something that you which could i think lance storm was involved in too no he wasn't wasn't he no he was no not in WF at the uh, time, no. no no i meant but like when they did the can the team canada thing i thought he was involved with that shit wasn't he no, no, no. no oh, he, I must be thinking of somebody else. No, yeah. Uh, Team Canada was, was Brett Hart Foundation, so it was Brett Pillman. Oh, I'm thinking of a later version of it. Oh, they had the Un-Americans later, if okay. you remember. Yeah, was Lance Storm involved with that? Regal and Tess. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm thinking that's of. What thinking I knew Lance okay. Storm okay. Yeah, so that's the, 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 team, the Canada versus USA was done about three years prior in the okay. WF, and it was done far better than this. But, oh, I believe But it. you are I correct. At least there was some crowd heat. At least you like a little, like, Hey, they turned Hexel Jim Duggan heel, you know? Well, and that was what my next note was about. It was like, has Jim Duggan ever been anything else? Like, even as a heel, he's still kind of the same guy. He's just doing it for Canada now. 
Pretty much. And like, so like that's, that's his heel turn. It's just like, now I'm doing it for the opposite country. Yeah. But I wrote down here, even in shitty 2000 wrestling, the fans were pissed that Hacksaw was, was anti-American. Like, well, of were, course. Yeah. He was yeah. kind of a home hometown boy. You know what I yeah. mean? For the country. No, I do have wrote down also that, uh, he has a pretty good pile driver in this match. So I'll give Hacksaw yeah. a little bit of credit. It's a pile driver and all you and pretty fucking good. So that, Oh, them pile drivers kill me every time, dude. I still, to this day, like they baffle my mind how people make, don't break their neck. They make your neck sound like mine, yeah. I believe uh, it, dude. <laughs> uh, we got a we got a fly, fat ass fly from the commentary. That Another Kevin always, Smith reference. Yep, and uh, Madden would call that every time, actually, for Morris. Yeah, really. Yeah, okay. Fly, fly, fat ass fly is the 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 moon salt. He would call it out every time. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, so yeah. that's obviously because I'm noticing all this shit. That but, was uh, Mallrats, right? With uh, yeah, Bob fly, dressed up as. Yeah, it's Batman, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, not not to jump too far ahead, but Major Guns turns and goes to Team USA. Yes, it just does. You you, and you thought this was the best match so far? I'll say it all together. Well, uh, not, it, like, wasn't really the best match, but, like, it was, so far, it, it made the most sense. Yeah. Like, it was the one that I was, I could buy the most, you know what I mean? There was a little bit of steam behind it. I, I wrote down. Are you ready for a hot take? Absolutely. I'm always ready. Hot take. This will just be one that we'll be able to clip out and put on its own because it's probably going to piss some people off. All right. So uh, this was the only time Lance Storm was ever over, ever in his career. Really? Ever in his career. You know, you not being a always W guy, and then maybe you know you you got to, you were a smart fan a little bit later. But there's a lot of contentions out there. I'll sit there and tell you, Evan Wiley will tell you that Lance Storm was the best wrestler ever. Like the best in-ring wrestler ever. Well, I always remember him being a good, a really good wrestler. Lance Storm fucking sucks. Yeah. There's oh god, he's the fucking. Worst. I enjoy Lance Storm. I, I mean, he, I didn't, I didn't give a shit about him that much, but no. I never thought he was bad. He, what makes a good wrestler is to make a good wrestler because you can throw a nice high leg lariat. Then, then Lance Storm's fucking great. But other than that, <laughs> this guy fucking sucks, man. He's. Only over in 2000 WCW, which is the worst era of any company's wrestling like ever. It's the only time he was ever over. He did the whole can I be serious for a minute shtick, which best thing he's done. That's it. Looks yeah. like a wrestler. Give you that too. Looks always came in good shape. But I got it wrote down here. He's technically sound and he's smooth. Nothing ever felt real for him. Nothing ever felt real like he was actually in a fight, which is what pro wrestling is supposed to be. If you're a great wrestler, you still should be wrestling. It should something should maybe be a little bit of a struggle. You know, yeah. um, or, you know, when you're throwing strikes, you should make it least look like you're trying to hurt the guy. Sometimes the strikes are going to look good. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. You should at least have the aggression on your face. If you're trying to hurt the guy. So nothing ever felt real with him. I, I have rode down here. Okay. I can, I can. Worst chops I've ever seen. <laughs> you gotta okay. Weak, weak ass punches. No aggression. Looks like a tool bag. So it's probably <laughs> why people don't like him. Hacksaw was better here. Getting real heat. He was never a good in-ring worker, but he was always over. Like, Hacksaw was the only one they were even fucking reacting to. They are pissed no, that he, he was a heel. He was the only one, like, working the crowd, too, and They're shit. They are pissed that he was a heel. Lance Storm's just in there fucking wrestling smooth and throwing shitty punches. Like, uh, fuck Lance Storm. He's... Uh, I The life of me... And he never... Never had one match, never had one promo that anybody would ever go, oh my God, you got to go back and watch Lance Storm do this. But again, he's even still today in 2021 regarded as like, oh man, he's such a great in-ring worker. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, no. I mean, I was never like, you know, blowing smoke up his ass or nothing, but like I was fucking, 
I didn't. I never hated him. You know, I, that's how I was saying. I, I remembered him not being terrible. I do. He's on. A, he's worse than Christian and Cody. Nah, Way I guess, worse. I guess you paid more attention. Way than fucking I did. worse. Because at least those two tool bags, like they look like tool bags, and they probably are tool bags. But so you they hate at least, Lance Storm more than Cody. He's the. I hate him worse. Yeah. Wow. Cody. Jeff Jarrett. No, I like Jeff Jarrett. Um, Cody. You just uh, use him as an insult. Yeah. To Cody. Yeah. Cody. <laughs> at least. At least it's playing the part. At least he, what he thinks he's, he's doing the stuff right that he should be doing to get a reaction. He just fucking sucks and people don't like him and it's yeah. the wrong reaction. But at least he sells and has the demonstrative, you know, facial emotions of like I'm in a fight right now or I'm pissed right now or I'm concerned right now. At least he has that. Yeah. And at least when it's time to fire back, he's gonna come with some those, some punches, you know, that actually look like, hey, I'm supposed to be firing up right now because I'm in a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think overall he, like, I just don't like him at all. Like, I don't think Cody sucks. As much as Lance Storm fucking sucks. Like, he's, that's just everything wrong about pro wrestling. That's that's a guy that goes to wrestling school, can do all of the transitions, all of the stuff they teach you and how to do it and be safe, and does all that fine, and literally nothing else. Okay. No, no, like I said, you probably know better than I, because I, I, I wasn't paying attention that enough, enough to really, like, Notice well, all that. I, I hope this fires up. I'm sure you're up not wrong. The, no, I, I hope this uh, fires up the internet fanboys. Me too. Throw send, all the hate his way, guys, send this, in the comments. I'm going to send this shit. directly to Evan just to just to get him riled up. All right. Yeah, Lance Storm is the fucking worst. Well, there you have it, people. Lance Storm is just the fucking worst. Moving on. Well, then you should be real happy about Major Guns turning on him and going with Team USA. There you go. Get, get the fuck out of there. Go film your porn videos with the Americans, Major Guns. Appreciate it. Bada boom. Um, First of all, Jeff Jarrett calls Pamela Paul Shuck a blonde slap nut. So, you know, <laughs> that got a star again for me. I, I said, I think we're in the negative 100s at this point. Okay. But calling her a blonde slap nut in his promo, hey, I was a fan of that. He told her not to piss him off. He tells everybody not to piss him off. <laughs> uh, what did I write down here? Uh, so next match, we got. Whoa, okay. My first note here was it's Sting versus Jeff Jarrett. Versus yeah. old Double J. Yeah. My first note is uh, Sting, much like Jared, is not a fan of Jared, but apparently you don't hate Jared. I thought you did. No, no, I knocked him much. One, I've listened to his My World podcast, which is excellent. That guy's got a story okay. to tell. Okay, I've never listened to um, it. No, uh, I liked him even more probably as Cowboy Double J and, and the country singer Double J than anything. Really? I'm like, yeah. His match with Shawn Michaels in your house July 95, I'll go, I'll preach up and down as one of my favorite matches. Maybe okay. top 10 of all time. No, no I, so I never you, you got a Jeff top Jared. 10 match of all time in my book, you're you're doing all right. I'm not going to have the hate for you. Gotcha. Lance Storm has not one match in my top 1,000. So there's a, there's a big difference. Shockingly enough, he's a Hall of Famer, which I never thought would ever happen. But it happened <laughs> a couple years ago. Double J. <laughs> um, yeah, this was a weird match. It was, was very, a very, weird. very weird match. I feel like it, they probably put most of the budget on this match. I would think, just with how much was involved. They, but uh, they did. They had a lot going into it, and I, I still don't even know how. I guess. The match and all the stuff that happened is more memorable than if they would have just had it was a interesting. twelve minute that. match, you know, in between the ropes, and that probably would have been fine. I'm not a big Sting guy at all. I never really jumped out, you know, got into. Him. I always thought he looked cool. I was a big fan but of the crow. He was, so. Yeah, he was, but he was never like really bad in the ring. And neither is Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I mean, both guys were veterans and know what they were doing. Um, yeah, so I'll go over the points and, and you kind of you know, chime in, see what you think. So yeah. I'll start with more crowd brawling because it's easy, and that's yeah. on it. And this is this is 
it's lazy. That's what it is. Like when you say, well, let's do, let's do Luke Rowe, bro. And let's, because you don't really have to work. You don't really have to sell. You don't have to bump. You don't Makes have to run the, the ropes. You just try to get the crowd involved and yeah. everything. But it's what the fourth time tonight now. I mean, yeah. come on. Um, well, I mean, in all fairness, the last review we did, Heatwave, there was a lot of crowd stuff too, but it was much better. It was much better. And I don't know that there really was. I remember the, the main quite event a bit. was tons of wild crowd brawling. Now there was wild spots throughout. Well, the I mean, night. I remember there were, I mean, Taz and Bam Bam were all over the that place. That was that was a big time crowd. There was a right, match right, prior right. too where they were all over the. Well, place. Well, the tag match with Van Dam was all in the ring. Uh, awesome and Tanaka murdered each other, but it was all in the ring. You had some really good opener. You had uh, Lynn and Carino and and. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, my point was is there was a there was Storm at least Candido. two or three matches where there was quite a bit of. Yeah. Rain. I mean that whole Bam Bam and Taz match was pretty much in. The but those crowd. were also the two main events of the the show: Bam Bam and Taz, and then the, the six man tag. <laughs> Look at us having to go back to a better pay per view to make this one more. <laughs> I just want to keep talking about that. Uh, now we're almost done here. Um, yeah, but this so this was at least the first one that was considered one of like more main events. Like these guys are big stars. Yeah. Well, Jeff Jarrett wanted to be a big star. Russo wanted to be a big star. He wasn't. He was coming over from WWF in the 90, 99 where he actually might have been at his best was the don't piss me off putting chicks in the figure four yeah. Jeff Jarrett introducing Deborah yeah like that was pretty fucking good yeah no no that's the Jeff Jarrett I remember most so they sure. got him to WCW thought they were getting a big coup and immediately pushed him into the main event and boy he just felt like he didn't belong but yeah. nope nobody really did here so so yeah we get uh, apparently maybe there's a backstory of watching if you go back and watch prior nitros which I'm not going to do no of Double J trying to get in the Sting's head with bringing out all the old school, yeah, all the old school versions of himself Jared really didn't do much this match no Sting would beat him up and then they'd send out an old yeah, school like, version of Sting so you get uh, Jabroni dressed up as old school Sting gets the crap beat out of him yeah the Wolfpack music hits, which is the top five moment of the show for yeah, me. Yeah, this I have a lot of notes for this one. Just yeah, because of how much is going on? There's a lot yeah. going on. So weird to- OG Sting impersonators. Yeah. Uh, so then Tomato Tomato Face Sting comes out, yeah. also gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah, Sting pretty much says "fuck Jarrett" and just starts Beat destroying the all the impersonators. And Jeff yeah. Jarrett, you don't even see for like a good few minutes. No. Um, um, go ahead. Oh, I just said third Sting imposter seemed like a botch, and he was delayed. Like there was, there was, the music was playing for a minute for like probably a good 20 I didn't even get to the third one yet. I got Jared hitting Sting with the baseball bat and it bends oh. over top of him because it's a goddamn wiffle ball bat. Yeah, that was fake. And it looks butt. like shit. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's destroying these impersonators. Yeah, back in the ring. They actually, a little bit of a decent match going and then, yeah, the uh, the lights go out. It, or well, there was Chris Harris. I uh, was dressed up as the Sting from underneath the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It pulls him down. At one point, a lady clearly says, fuck you to Jarrett. Like, they're they're next to the... Oh, he's got it coming. She's right next to it, but, like, <laughs> they didn't edit it out, but she's clearly just like, fuck you, right to Jarrett's face. Sorry, I just wrote that down, but... uh. Well, then the lights go out, and we get Grandpa Sting jumping down from the rafters. Stevie Ray even calls out how shitty this guy is. Like, where'd they get this guy? <laughs> yeah, uh... Dude, there's way there's way too much going on in this match. Yeah. Like one after the other. Um What else do you got? Fuck dude, you're way ahead of me on here. I'm oh, okay. You you did get a lot. Uh <laughs> I wrote 
Lights go out a minute later. Fifth sting. This is the fifth okay. sting to come now. Sting dickhead descends from ceiling. Sting, sting destroys yeah. him via announcer table. Yes, he doesn't touch up through the table. <laughs> sting number four returns. Smashes yeah. Sting with a guitar. Sting recovers, takes another guitar shot from Jarrett. Yeah, he now sells the guitar shot from the, the bloody bloody under the ring sting. Uh, then he eats a death drop. Jared another guitar. Yep. Pin amongst the debris. <laughs> Jared with another guitar and a pin amongst the guitar debris. Fake strings and a whole bunch of fake strings and a whole bunch of bullshit. It yeah. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this is again. This is where I, I wrote down that apparently singles matches are lawless at this period. No, yeah. There's tons of guitar smash guitars, dead stings, and All, the referee doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Tons of interference from other stings and shit. It just. No. This was probably the most interesting match of the night for me, purely because I knew the two people involved, and it just there was so much going on. Yeah, it had me invested. It wasn't good. Yeah, but it was terrible. But, uh, it had me invested. I, I was watching. But you I know was what I mean? watching. Oh my Lanta! Um, so next we get the the heavyweight title bout. Uh, Michael Buffer for the crowd introduction for the ring introductions, and it still just feels flat. You know, that's why yeah. I wrote down, like, it's Michael Buffer out here to bring out the heavyweight title match, but crowd's out of it. Booker comes out. I feel like, you know, he deserved to run, deserved to be a top guy because he worked his ass off and he's a talented dude. Yeah. But he was just being force-fed to the crowd. And his opponent, Scotty Steiner, was never better. He yeah. came off as a th- Well, he was better in the ring before, as young Scotty, but yeah. he's coming. He actually looks like a top star. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it finally felt like a big star besides sting it's steiner and i've thought this ever since like late late career steiner because he looked even more so like this but steiner's body looks like it hurts he looks like he's constantly in pain yeah that's like his skin's just so (laughs) tight and he's so like veiny and he just looks like he's always in pain uh i don't know so you, you know, I think we talked a little bit before this. I, I thought this was actually pretty good. I thought the ma- match. No, this wasn't this was bad. one of the better matches yeah. of the night. Like I, I said, the prior match was the most interesting. I didn't say yeah. it was the best. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scotty chokes out a producer in the back before going out because he's not in the last match. Which, yeah. You know, the guy had it coming. Don't fuck around with Scotty Steiner. He he he's happy. He was unhappy too about not being the main event. I don't That's, know if that was real. Or- I, but he they played him like I'll tell you this for a show where oh Mark take your pills. Buffalo <laughs> dip. Uh, for a show that really had a lack of direction and a lack of focus and a lack of strong characters and a lack of good wrestling. I have it here. Scotty was so good. Scotty felt like. A lunatic, like he chokes out the producer for not being in the main event, and like as he's walking around the crowd, and like the crowd was like not even talking that much shit to him because yeah. it felt like he could pull one over and beat the crap out of him and no. make it look real. So I mean, they had me invested in what Scotty was doing here. Yeah, and uh, Steiner, Steiner just seemed mad though. Like he comes out a fan in the crowd. I wrote down at some point. Yeah, he um, he he. he kind of gets tired and drags ass for a minute, but then it gets incredibly aggressive towards everyone. <laughs> and it, for a seemingly no reason, he's just in, 
so aggressive towards everyone. It the ref, feel, the crowd, everyone. I don't want to say that it felt like he was lazy as like with his actual work. I don't he think was, he was lazy. He, I just felt like yeah. he got tired real quick. Yeah, he was he, expelling a bunch of energy. He was expelling plenty of energy and yelling and talking shit. Yeah, like but that's like you're, purely you're, from just like being aggressive. He was a little bit in slow motion. Now, maybe that was because he was just selling, hey, I'm a badass. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know, he took a sweet ass time getting up and dropping an elbow drop and just stuff like that. Like, yeah, I get it. I have a he uh, slams Booker through the table and then talks shit to Stevie Ray about it, yeah. <laughs> which is his brother. For those who don't know, I think I even I wrote uh, that was the least intense table spot I've ever seen. Well, I think it was a Samoan drop through the table. Yeah, I mean, it, he just basically pick, pick them. just dropped him. Yeah, like uh, the least intense table spot. But then I've getting up seen. and talking shit to his brother it was just fantastic. Like, yeah. Scott, I just Scotty is awesome. Uh, <laughs> finish. He beats down everybody with a pipe with no one selling. Uh, yeah, which was weird. I mean, it was him kind of going crazy, losing his shit, but nobody really still getting hit with a pipe. Um, just I put no overall guidance. Like it felt like, you know, if I'm so well, the booker of the show is going, all right, he's going to go nuts. I need you guys to all go out there. He's going to have a pipe. Look, and I would tell you, you fucking sell it. Like, he hit you that pipe and wants you to stay down. I want everybody to be dead. I want carnage around. Him. Yeah, yeah, And they just kind of got, like, hit with a pipe going, ugh. Yeah. And went back to try to stop him again. Like, no. Yeah. You, you, it was another shitty finish. DQ finish on Scotty. Uh, was, you know, a better work match than most of the matches of the night. With a real fucking character that's over. And just ended with a fart in church. Yeah. It really did. You got anything else to add on that? I mean, I, I got a little bit, uh, starting with the pipe shit, uh, he destroys people, attacks the ref, places up, upside down in the corner, and then the next word I wrote down is dick smear to little Nate's face, <laughs> because <laughs> he did. Um, Steiner recliner attack, second referee, back to, oh, okay. He does a Steiner recliner to the second referee. Third ref calls match. Man, my notes are bad right now. Well, I mean, it was just straight chaos, and I'm okay with it here as he's beating the shit out of referees, beating the shit out of security. But again, they should have all been laying just dead, a big wake of carnage, and it just didn't happen that way. There, yeah, there was... Yeah. Steiner basically just loses at the whole second part, part of the match, pretty much. Just goes ape shit. Yeah. <sighs> well, we almost made it, pal. We almost made it. We're here. Also, no. Oh, we got more. Stevie Ray doesn't even try to save his brother. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I guess... He barely even talks trash to him. He kind of just watches. Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, probably would have been better news for him not to be out there. Just if you don't want him to be physically involved, if we're like, we don't want to bring Stevie into this, then you all you have to do is be like, listen, this is going to be a little much. I'm going to go watch this from the back because I am gonna. I know I'm going to get up and I'm going to get antsy. So yeah. just, just Peter out would maybe be a better idea, but you're right. No, no. Because otherwise, I mean, because Stevie Ray was a wrestler for a long long time so no, I remember. so you could even say like man I don't know that guy's crazy I don't want to get in there but like you don't want to pussy yourself you know yeah. you don't want to that, that's just not maybe, maybe he wasn't getting paid to fucking do that shit either <laughs> well, I guess I, they were all getting paid way too much for this show I'll tell you that I believe that you ready to take this thing home pal uh yeah this Ooh. last but certainly not least the two on one yeah, handicap elimination match I said what'd you say it's up there for the least oh <laughs> no okay Maybe, all right, it, I stand corrected. No, it wasn't. Mike Awesome and Vampire is the least, but yeah, this isn't good either. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Goldberg versus Chronic. Uh, 
Brian Adams and Brian Clark. Yes. Which I kept getting the Brian's confused because I didn't know either. It really one. matter. Uh, so I just started calling them Brian One and Brian Two. Good I think. enough. Um. <laughs> yeah. They were playing up a story throughout the night that Goldberg was injured and might not be able to wrestle. And I mean, yeah, that's so again, right. you know what they're going for, but again, who cares? And you are, you did it with Conan too tonight, and of course he wrestled. Of course he was fine. They they were selling like the feud too that like that. I got to see more of a lead up to this match than any they other. They gave match a little bit too, of a video so had, behind it. Although I didn't know anything about the tag team he was facing, but uh. Goldberg needs to steer clear of ring posts. He just needs to stay away from ring That's posts. That's about the only way he gets hurt is charging people and eating ring just posts. Yeah. Get him some and doors. Um, <laughs> Apparently, yeah. there was a new streak to- started because if he, uh, it was the streak versus his career, I guess if they beat him, he was going to retire. So, oh, I, so they tried to they restart the streak. A new streak, which doesn't work when you've lost already. And yeah. Make that, it very public. It's so. lost all its luster. Yeah. Correct. Um, I noticed. Uh, Singlet and pad tan lines on on the Bryans. Okay, they had incredibly visible tan lines when it came to their pads. Yeah, their singlets, everything. Like there were white lines. So around you think they just spray tan the shit out of themselves Maybe. while they're already in their gear? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, are you Maybe. in the tanning bed in your fucking gear Maybe. or whatever? I don't know. Maybe that's a weird thing to notice, but it was blatantly obvious. <laughs> the first thing I noticed about the match: Goldberg gets destroyed. Like, didn't see that coming. Goldberg just getting annihilated the first. However, it wasn't long. The match. None of this was long, at least. I have Tony Schiavone saying, <laughs> the, grab a table, and he goes, haven't seen one of those tonight. So just <laughs> yeah. calling out the it. bullshit on the, their own show. They set it up in the corner and shit. Yeah. But they, they, I remember them destroying them for quite a while, actually. I thought it felt... Surprisingly longer than I expected. I thought it felt pretty short, to be honest. Well, I mean, by the time the finish happened, it was it was done pretty... I thought it was done in less than about five minutes. Maybe I'm just used to Goldberg matches today. And maybe this where... thing felt long, because we've been watching a shitty show for a long time. I watched this in a couple pieces, but this... Yeah. Oh, he... Uh, I mean, that's what I have. I actually have Adam and Clark, the big dudes, and maybe you can get something out of get them together. So, like, I can see, like... The idea of, hey, we got these two guys. They're big, imposing guys. They got great looks. Yeah. yeah. They both do. But they've both really never been any higher than mid-card and barely that. Like, they were Wrath and Brian Adams and WCW. And I didn't, I didn't know these guys that. at all. So yeah, yeah, so they've been portrayed as lifelong mid-card to low-card guys. So you go, maybe we can get something out of them as a tag. Okay, I'm behind you. But now you're going to put them on in the main event of what was one of your top pay-per-views, Halloween Havoc. Against Goldberg, who is, you know, the top star, and he beats them both in about five minutes. And it's like, well, what did that do for Goldberg? Goldberg beat up a couple of low-car guys. Yeah. What did it do for your low-car guys? Nothing. They got beat up by the bigger star. Yeah. Like, what do we do here? This is pointless. And I, it, yeah. I said the whole main event felt like a mercy killing, you know, just let's get this thing over with. It was, it was a... It was a long, drawn-out version of a decent Goldberg match today. Okay. Kind of. Where, it, well... Not really, because Goldberg had like Goldberg got dominated for a minute, but he comes back a couple times. Yeah. Like, this is just a shittier version of that decent match he had with, uh, who was it, Brock a few years yeah. ago, where it was surprising, like yeah. the third match with the Brock. One, uh, the, the, the uh, one at WrestleMania was actually pretty damn good, yeah. This was like a practice version of that or something. Yeah. That's how I saw it anyway. Yeah. Um, just not good. I, I wrote down, could you imagine paying full price? You're a fan at home. No. Not that many people did as we looked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And typical 
Goldberg fashion, jackhammer pin one, two, three. Uh, Which worked for a while. Yeah. You know, it worked for a while, to be honest, and be fair to what Goldberg was. And him mowing through people got over. But here, even then, as we talked about, everything is so much different from 98 to 2000. But that stayed the same. And it's not going to work when everything else is shit. No, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it still really hasn't changed either. I mean, I have my last note here is some things never change. And Goldberg is one of them. Goldberg is the same guy now that he was in that match. Well, you know what else is never going to change is me and you putting out good content, pal. That's right. Hell yeah. Again, I apologize, people, for, for my, my lack of uh, it's notes all right. here. It was, well, this you, was just such know, a struggle to get through for me. For it was reason. a struggle of a show. And then, you know, we we took a couple weeks off. Usually we've been able to film every, record every yeah. couple weeks. So a couple weeks off, uh, you know, a little bit wrestling out for just a minute or two, but... Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, we're all feeling good, feeling, you know, inspired, talk some wrestling. So we need a couple more topics. And I guess, uh, I don't mind saying, let's see, we could take to the comments, anybody on a Facebook page, YouTube page, you got any ideas, uh, reviewing the shows is kind of fun. We did a good show. We did a shitty show. Yeah. So yeah, we can review more shows. Uh, you know, what else is out there? Because we, we can only talk so much modern wrestling because there's not constantly, you know, there's not a CM Punk and a Brian Danielson coming back every week. Yeah. So have to always have something exciting to talk about but we can always venture off to other topics and uh and you know i don't mind uh coming that coming over here sitting down for an hour an hour and a half and talking some wrestling so no for sure uh any any suggestions you're welcome to let us know anywhere facebook youtube absolutely we keep talking about it, but we're due for that album clash Booking, we are booking some other friends might be a little bit difficult as we get close to the holidays, but we'll see what we can do. We got a we got a, a dark side uh, part two we season do. three part two we episode do. to do as well because I just finished that up I've, for I've the been, season. I haven't watched the steroid trial yet. No, I just it? watched that last night. It's pretty good. I watched uh, the XPW last XPW night. That was, was a very interesting. Episode. Yeah, yeah, the Luna one was pretty good too. I thought. Yeah, yeah. as we mentioned before, they do a great job and all that. So we we you know, we only got half of a season now as opposed to a. Yeah, entire that, catalog, but that's something we can touch on. We, yeah, we can throw it in there like a beginning or bonus clip or something. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. But yeah, I guess, uh, unless there's something else you want to add there. No, you know, we'll, we'll finish up, uh, do a little housekeeping just because I, I should have hit it at the beginning. But, uh, you know, as I always say, if you ever get a chance to go check out an independent wrestling show, uh, you know, especially if you find tickets for 10 maybe $12, uh, you should go. It's always a good time. I um the last time we were here I talked about my double shot weekend. I wrestled out in Ashland, Ohio with ASWA. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually wrestled a couple tag bouts out there. Awesome, awesome crowd, awesome setup. Just everything felt old school, but in the right way. Nice, you know. Um, and it's just a professionally great run organization out there. Jimmy Lee. Uh, the Living Nightmare does an awesome job out there. And uh, the very next day then, on a Sunday afternoon, while the Browns were playing, we still packed the house out in Beach City for Power Slam Pro Wrestling. Hell yeah. Um, you know, and it's a totally different organization, and it's a totally different vibe, too, as uh, Jimmy Lee has been doing this for a long, long time. The folks at Power Slam, uh, they're actually celebrating our one-year anniversary coming up uh, November 20th, oh, and we yeah. are back at the Holy Trinity Church in uh, Maslin, Ohio. They're bringing in the Cowboy James Storm. Oh. Um, you know, and the beast man will be there as the well. Beast so, man return. so we are bringing in, uh, some, some heavy hitters to put on the first anniversary show. So you got, you know, WrestleFord, a, a group that's been around for over 20 years, doing a long time to a group that's just now finishing up their first year. Uh, but with these guys, man, like they're, they're so passionate, so dedicated. A lot of times 
when a when a start promotion starts, like there's just gonna be a lot of growing pains along the way. You got to establish your brand, you got to establish your talent, you got to establish your vision, um, and you you're probably gonna lose a little bit of money along the way because it's hard to get all that going at once. Yeah. Um, but so I was happy to be a part of and be you know a part of this promotion, and it's less because I know for a fact it's gonna be great, but it's more I trust in the guys. Chuck is a guy that I trained with, and I met his partner Brent. They're passionate dudes. They're willing to, you know, take some advice and some criticisms and just keep continually trying to make a better product. And so, again, on a Sunday afternoon, which is a weird time, running against the Cleveland Browns, yeah. they packed the place. Oh, and yeah. I had an awesome match with a, a young man named Mr. Crummels, who is a, a top, one of the top trainers up at Mega Championship Wrestling. Had a hell of a match, and it's all available on YouTube, too. So if you want to go take a look. There you go. You know, you don't know. Punch, punch in Power Slam Pro Wrestling for their channel and uh, ASWA uh, uh, Ringside for their channel on YouTube. And you can nice. check all my matches out from there. And uh, don't forget to check it out November 20th. I'll be sharing on Facebook, uh, sharing on the show page as well. Get out there for uh, independent. It's a four o'clock bell time on a Saturday, so you don't have to be out all night. Oh, yeah. And I guess if you want oh. Wilbur, Wilbur Whitlock, sure, you oh. get a. Want to represent the mean streets, the mean streets of, East, of Canton. East Canton, Ohio. Those shirts are selling like hotcakes, and I can't thank everybody enough. Thank you for designing it. Nah, thank you um, for the shirt. Yeah, it's looking good, pal. Oh, You're gonna yeah. look good in that thing. I will. So you might not be tough enough to survive on the mean streets, but if you wear a shirt that's repping, you can slide on through. You, you can, can at least portray right. yourself as someone exactly, who could. Exactly, exactly. So wrestling life is going good. Life is going all right. Got uh. Thanksgiving coming up in a few weeks, which is my favorite oh, yeah. holiday. But before that, we'll be back to talk a little more wrestling. Maybe for the Thanksgiving episode, I'll dress up as a turkey. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> gobble, gobble, mother... Okay. Woo. Uh, but uh, anything else, sir, you'd like to throw out there I'm good, go? man. I'm good. I, I kind of took over there at the end, uh, but yeah. No, no. That's that's what we do. That's why it's housekeeping. Um, yeah. I guess with that said, uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh T-shirts available. T-shirts available at, on our all sorts Facebook. of T-shirts you can rip. Also, just so you guys know, I didn't I didn't let this be known in the last one at all. Although I don't know if it ha- I think it happened in between, but the podcasts are now available on like Facebook, Audible, Amazon. So we I switched host providers or whatever, and uh, so now we're available in a lot more different places. And yeah. Facebook just opened up their platform only on mobile though. You can't do it on the PC version. Interesting. But only on mobile you can listen to the podcast. That's that's all I I ever do my business on anyways. So, yeah. I just yeah. know Facebook gets a lot of traffic. A lot of people are on there. So yeah. I figure that's probably a good platform to have it on. I think it's a good platform. And you know what would probably be cool is that, you know, we, we you know, sometimes it might be intimidating to sit down and listen to an hour and a half pod, which is where, exactly where we're at right now as we keep talking. But Mark puts together cool little snippets, little side pieces, you know, little three, four minute clips. Uh, you can get a good good glimpse of it if you are a fan of the show and want to share with any other wrestling fan or any other friends or what have you show them one of those show them me getting angry about something that's yeah. usually what it is oh but. yeah yeah <laughs> he does too but any audio listeners too that don't don't know uh youtube.com slash ohio wrestlecast you can watch these episodes in video form you can see our pretty faces uh, show, them, show them some of the small clips first watch some of the small clips first and see us yell at walt why why are we yelling at walt you can see why you know what I mean? Yeah, um, coming, and now he's looking. Look, he's such a sweet boy. Yeah, he, if only if only would have done this for a fucking hour and a half. Yeah, hit me in the kitty. <laughs> and, uh, but your other one is going nuts. I'm hungry. I'm ready yeah, to call. I it. need a smoke. So uh, I guess with that said, bye, internet. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. I'm
没有，他会有个词。<笑>